All right, all right. Welcome back. Year 2021 of Off the Back Fence. Well, it's actually year two for us, but 2020's done. We're into 2021. Uh, I'm your host, Was. Alongside me, as always, is my good mate, Coonsy. Coonsy, how are we doing, mate? Happy New Year. How are you? I'm good. I'm um, recovering back, just enjoying being home for the first time in a while. Um, also, like to put my hand up and say, I did bust out a beautiful rendition of Shallow a week ago, very drunk at a dumplings bar. And um, yeah, and then I carried on with the two, um, three song set. Went to Mr. Brightside, as my partner said, and then I tried to finish off with It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. Jesus. Lucky this didn't make our socials, mate, because that would have been from fantastic viewing for the punters. There is uh, some video of it. Oh, Christ, don't bring that up. Mate, did you have a good Christmas, relaxing Christmas? It's been a stressful year last year. Did you actually have a bit of a break? Yeah, it was good. Got up to my Wama before the New South Wales border and then saw some family the other time and then just kind of enjoyed just relaxing, doing nothing. And then back to work Wednesday, so... Straight back into it, mate. Yeah, I started back up a little over a week ago now, so... So we're back into the full swing of things for year 2021. Everything's the same. We've just come out of a three-day lockdown in Brisbane, so fun times. Felt Got a feeling like you did, only for a brief stint then. Mate, lots been happening sports-wise. Everything's kicked back off over the Christmas period. We've had the cricket. We've had some NBA... Big Bash is in full swing. They're up to game 35, I think, this evening. Mate, lots been happening, but I think for the first part of the show, I think we'll stick with our bread and butter and talk a bit. Yeah, I think we're going to talk a bit of cricket, eh? Um, Intriguing test series between Australia and India. Uh, Test number three in Sydney has only just concluded a couple of hours ago. Uh, We've been talking off mic about a few of... Uh, the big talking points out of that game. But I think we go back all the way back to the first test back in Adelaide. Uh, first test, bit of a strange one. Australia did manage to get to 200. That was a big talking point. Uh, they, all dominated that. Yeah. See finally. Yeah, finally. But we won the first, the, the day-night uh, test in Adelaide. Uh, that was pretty straightforward. We bought, That was the test that Adelaide were bowled out for 36. Absolute scenes and great from the... Great yeah, it was a great day. Uh, scenes similar to the Ashes where we toppled uh, England at the Gabba that time. Uh, we then moved on. So Australia won by eight wickets that day. Um, it was a pretty straightforward test match. Pretty quick. It was one, I think, within three or four days. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was three and a half. That 36 really dented the Indian confidence. Plus, that was Coley's only test match. He went back to India. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been trouble for saying this. I, got, I went on a bit of a rant the other day. Yeah. Like, we went home for a childbirth. Yeah, well, Coward didn't play the gamble. <laughs> Put a flight back. Put a flight back. And there was a period. And there was a period where we potentially weren't going to get a Gabba Test match, but we'll touch on that a bit later. We moved on to Melbourne for the Boxing Day Test. Uh, fantastic tradition. It was good to see a few fans in the MCG. Uh, what was your takeaway from this? You were still down in Melbourne at the time. I think you were attempting to go to the game. However, the ticket prices sort of scared you away. Yeah. Um Yes, I'm not paying $60 for to see um, 45 overs cricket, but that's another story. But, um, yeah, just the Melbourne test, I don't think – I think Australia thought they were going to turn up and blitz them. Probably, in my opinion, they should have bowled because they would have had the mental scars to get back at the um, Indians. And we just failed in all things. But poor fielding, bowlers – the bowlers stood up, I can say that, but really the batsmen, like – Joey Burns, done. That I think I hate to say it, but it could be his test career done unless he fix fix his front pad issue. Yeah. Um, Travis Head needs to stop making starts and actually go on with it, the job. Yeah. And just poor batting all around. So that's all you can say about that test. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. The bowlers for the first two test matches definitely. Uh, they were. They were really good. Uh, they really backed up the batsmen's poor efforts. Uh, like I mentioned, the Australia hadn't made an uh, innings total of over 200. I think that was good, dating back a fair few years. I think it was about to 2017 when we toured India. 
Uh, don't quote me on that. Rick Astley from the ABC, he's been fantastic all summer. So uh, India won by eight wickets. Uh, man of the match was uh, uh, Ajinkay Rahane, the stand-in well, skipper. Uh, won the new Johnny Muller medal. Yeah. For the most prolific. I've oh, been out to where his town is in regional w, regional Victoria, Harrow. And yeah, just very good to see uh, we started recognising First Nation cricketers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ajinko Rahana, for that test match, obviously, thrown in the bit of the deep, and he'd captained India, I think, three times prior to this test. Um, and obviously, coming off the back of being the team being bowled out for 36. Uh, huge ask, tons up in the first innings, gets them out of the shit. Uh, and then he, I don't know if he scored the winning runs in the second innings, but he was definitely there to celebrate, which is fantastic for them. Uh, so 1-1 going into the third test, which, like I mentioned, has just finished today. We've come to a draw. Now, this would have been the test that I'd picked to be the draw. I would have expected a result out of this, but we've ended up with a draw. Um, India batting incredibly well on day five to only lose three wickets and salvage the draw. Mate, were there any big takeaways? I know you weren't. Uh, viewing quite intently today because of uh, certain things. Uh, but what was your takeaways from this uh, match? Um, takeaway, Dave Water, waste of innings in the first innings. Matthew Wade needs to pull his head out of his ass and value his wicket yep. and stop trying to be the intimidator. Mitchell Starks, I think, is bowling injured. And Nathan Lyons bowling incredibly unlucky at the moment. Yeah. No, I, I think so too. One of the big things for me, and it came from today, well, actually two things. I think we declared a little bit too early. I I think we declared way too oh, early yeah. on day, day four. Yeah, I think we declared a little bit too early on day four. Uh, we gave them enough time, obviously, uh, to bat. And at one stage, it did set look like... Uh, Pant and Pajara, I think it was. They were in the. Yeah. In, they were just tonking us around the ground. Our, oh, that our, was scary. It was very scary. Um, so the other takeaway from that is obviously our bowlers. Uh, obviously, they've been outstanding the first two tests to keep us in the game. Not so much today. It, yeah. It to me, they should have declared a little bit earlier. I reckon. Uh, not earlier, later. Sorry, they should have declared maybe just a, maybe a half hour before the end of play, because it would have guaranteed a draw. However, it would have given them a full day and maybe thirty minutes to actually attack the openers, which it, it, it worked out yesterday because we did get two wickets and we did get a quick wicket today straight off the bat. But our bowlers, mate, they were terrible. Like for a better word, like yeah, they. We were too busy bowling the short length, and when we started pitching up, it was too late. But, like, Mitchell Stark, I think he bowled six overs before T, well down on pace, as Warney was saying. With And, like, at the moment, we'll talk – it was a little side side thing. What the fuck's going on with Warney's hair? Go bald with Grace or just get a wig. Yeah. Because that hair pl- – those hair plugs are getting worse. Yeah, they're not working for him, are they? He's made – like – like poor poor Ishigura has to deal with him on deal with him. Like Fox Sports, come on, tap him on the shoulder, say, Wardy, go bald or get a wig." Yeah, and fix your commentary too. There's certain things where even Kerry O'Keefe. I, oh, I, I, I've got a I, one last. While listening to Grandstand yesterday, this is a, Ian Chapel heard someone came on and it, um, Jim Maxwell came on and his intro song was "Last Night" by the Strokes, and Ian Chapel goes, "Hey." Those boys ain't too bad. Oh, God. Last thing we need is Ian Chappell saying that the strokes are fantastic. God, that's the, that's their death knell. God. Um, back to Stark. I think you're right. I think he's injured. He was down on pace. One thing I've mentioned, too, is I it baffles me. He is still getting the new ball. Yeah. Waste, but doesn't bowl line of length. No. He, he just goes to shock. He he is he's a speed bowler now. Like I said, like yeah. uh, the bowl, um, the ball he bowled today to get an, a chance where Payne dropped it. Um, we'll get into bit that later, but that was probably his best ball all day. We have the number one Test bowler in our team who is bowling first drop, which is not good. 
Pat Cummins should be should be the new bowler. He should be opening the attack. He should be setting the standard. Him and Hazelwood would be doing a fantastic effort to build early pressure because they have yeah. like Hazelwood has been the pick of the bowlers for me all series. Um, Cummins as well. Like Cummins is showing why now he is the number one bowler in the world. Oh yes, in Test cricket, like it's line after length. He, bowl, he can bowl back of a length, full of a length. Has a deadly bouncer. He's just. It's just relentless what he's doing. And Hazelwood's the same. Like, they're number one and two in the world at the moment. But Mitchell Stark's a long way away from being what he was. at the moment. What, yeah. he, what he was, like, that – I remember 2014-15. I think he was – he'd been on the scene a couple of years, but I just – in that World Cup for one day is, yeah, you just couldn't play him. And – I think the the key point of that was Brendan McCullum. He was the informed oh, batsman, no. and he got him first over. Yeah. So, I think Starkey's probably more suited to the shorter game because he can go. Okay, I'm gonna have to bowl four overs. I can go express maximum bowl in ten in a day. He's not built. That action's not built for tests. Like it's surprising he's lasted so long, but. Really, with the short turnaround, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the fast bowlers do get a breather this round. Yeah, considering you got a tour of South Africa questionable coming up. Yeah, no, you're you're right with that. Um, other points from this game: uh, Smithy found his ton. He's back. Uh, he scored a few times. Shout, ton- An- Shout out to Luke Andrews dropping fifty on him on day one. Very good, very good action. Um, so yeah, Smith he got man in the match. Also, um, I could have gone either way. I reckon either one of the batsmen for India today could have got it. I think Ashwin's been good bowling for the Indians and batting through a fair bit. Of, like he copped a barrage today. You have to admit, like him and Vahare. Yeah, but he's a shit bloke. Like I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. The whole like fight. I'm gonna start like India. Should I mute? Need to need to look at what look at their own past, like. Touring nations have whinged about crowds. Yes, there's no spot spot um, spot for racism in sport. And what happened day two, day three, I believe, was a lot worse. Day four looked from all, all reports, but we're not going to comment on it. But, like, India is a cricketing – like, the BCCI are just – they're up to fucking tomfoolery. Like, I don't want to go into quarantine. They knew this was going to happen if it, at any point. Um, trying to – like they dictated terms, they dictate the terms to every cricketing nation in the world because they're the most powerful. And someone like Christ's sake, like stand up to the pricks. Mm. Like Australia doesn't get the twenty twenty world, uh, the twenty they didn't get the twenty twenty World Cup for another three years because India was like, oh, we got to have it next year, so you guys can have it the following time. Well, fuck, extraordinary circumstances, jump back a year, boys, come on. Mm. Like they're just they are the bullies of world cricket, and once. When they don't start getting their way, they do throw their toys in the cot. Yeah. Oh, toys out of the cot. And, yeah, it's just like – and I think Tim Payne sledging him, calling him a dickhead. So it was true. Like, the man's man-catted someone. He's, that's just fucking like, – ta- That's like – It's taking away your man-catted. Oh, you can stick your man-catted where the sun don't shine because that is that is lowest of the low. That's just <laughs> – if you can't get me out of bold court stump, LB, whatever other way – if you have to resort to that Tom that shit houseery, you can fuck off. <laughs> oh, we're into it. Fantastic. No, I, I agree with you. Some of the, uh, I think it was Boomerah during the game. I think there was a bit of frustration. He wasn't bowling too well either, and there was a period after he's over, he, he knocked his stumps over and blocker Wilson. He just stood. The stance oh, on the umpire was outstanding. Gave him the, gave him the teapot. Oh, uh, it was gave the, him the double teapot. The funniest thing ever. But uh, I can get that. Like there has been instances where it, like. And we won't go back into it because there's been a decorated history of certain things that have been said to cricketers. Andrew Simons is a prime example in India. And then you go back to here. Ashton coming out the other day and saying it's been happening for a longer time. It makes you wonder why nothing has been said previously, but it's it's, it's neither here nor there. I don't, it's it's not supposed to be in the game. If you're a supporter, like we talked about this off mic, there is a very, very thin line when it comes to crowd interaction and professional sportsmen. I think... I think the best example we had was, I think we went to 13, 14 Ashes. Yeah. And we were part of the... We were in the Aussie Army section. Peterson and Trot were down there. Peterson played along to it. 
I think it was. I think for about two hours long, it was called Peterson's Kevin's a wanker. Yeah, and even a five-year-old, uh, even a teenage kid boy got in char things and tro- coaxed him into signing the bat, then pulling it away and um, sticking the finger up to him. Yeah. That to me is great crowd interaction. That's what I grew up with cricket. And then I think it was a bad time. I remember going to see a Pakistan game, and certain members of the crowd uh, um, yelling out here. Hey, Sharp, here's $50 for your bookie. Make sure you bowl me a no ball this over. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that that's over, especially yeah. how recent it was. I think there was a bit going on after Sandgate, uh, Sandpaper Gate with us too. I can't remember yeah. who, the, who the tourists were or no, we were touring. Um, was it England? Yeah, I think Yeah, England got very personal in the last Ashes. And you've got to think, hey, Monty Panastar admitted to cheating in the 05 Ashes put it by using um, lollies to – create extra saliva so if you like the old saying is is don't throw um stones in glass glass yeah that's now speaking of sledging and we alluded to it before australia's captain tim payne got into a bit of a verbal with ashwin today uh obviously trying to get under his skin um saying looking forward to taking him to the gabba and Ashwin was came Ashwin to his credit came back to him and said, "Looking forward to you come back to India if you get selected," which I think is a good comeback. Like it, afterwards, to Payne said, "Are you a selector?" And then we just can't wait to get to the Gabba dickhead. So, like but I, I think that, com- that. It, it comes down to I think Jenny Gen- was getting frustrated then. Oh yeah, there was a, like the day hadn't gone for him. And I, his captaincy today wasn't good. Like, it was shocking. And, oh, yeah. and like, whatever he's told to his bowlers to say, you got to bowl short, you got to attack the ribs, it didn't work. The ball of the day was Hazelwood bowling Pajara. That was an absolute seed. There was a graphic that Fox put up saying how the, how the bowlers have bowled to, I think it was Ashwin. 89 balls weren't hitting the stumps. 13 were. Like, that's a pretty big gap of being, of consistency. So, like, yeah. like it, it's put into question his captaincy. He dropped a few catches. He dropped pant, pant on three. So, and he... It could have been very costly. Yeah, it could have been costly only for Gary to get back into it. Come so, back and get him. So, yeah, third test, very interesting. I loved every second of it, tied into NFL wildcard super weekend or whatever it was. God, that was a fair bit of sport happening. Uh, we'll turn our attention to the final test of the series. Kicks off on Friday here at the Gabatoir. After a lot of conjecture if the Indian team would make the trip due to quarantine rules, there's got to be a few changes, I think. They'll probably ask, they'll go probably ask for a dust bowl. <sighs> I, they'll be like, oh, we, 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 we want a dust bowl, no grass, just just a road, please. Yeah, I I hope that we... I get- hope it's a great wicket. I hope it's as great, I hope it's as great as the turf. Well, very- there's been a fair bit of rain up here in Queensland, so you can only hope that the uh, cur- green, curators have green, sorted out. fast and bouncy. Let's see these pricks learn how to play off the back foot. <laughs> Especially, I don't think Vahari will be playing with his injury to his hammy. I, I don't think Jadeja with his bloody swash, swash, um <laughs> 50 celebration. Just have some class and just raise the bat like a normal person. Oh, uh, God. But anyway, back to the Gabba test. Like I mentioned, I think Australia needs to make a few changes. Today was huge for our bowlers. They bowled, like I think Lyon ended up with 47 overs. Hazelwood bowled his ass out. Cummins was the same. Cummins didn't touch the ball in the last hour. It was literally Stark, Hazelwood, and Lyon. And previous to our conversation about Stark, I think he has to. I think he's. You said it. He's bowling injured, so I think it makes a lot of sense on a three-day turnaround to give him a rest. Yeah, hundred percent. And Bye. and the bloke that comes in, and I'm not sure if he's been capped or not, but it has to be Michael Nessa. Oh, hundred percent has to be my Michael Nessa. Like leading wicket taker. Can swing it, adds value with the bat, so you get like-for-like replacement. James Patterson's out with busted ribs from hurting himself lawn mowing. Don't know how that happens. But <laughs> just, yeah, it's just, no, you've I, got to start looking. Yeah, it, like it's either that or the Australian physio is going to have his work cut out. I hope JL actually noticed, but yeah, Stark, 
I know it's a test match, but there's just sporadic balls going left, right, wide. Yeah. With Michael Nessa too, there's a few big upsides. He's been consistent in every match that he's been called up for in Australia, eh? He's got the experience at the Gabba playing for the Bulls. He's got genuine pace, like you mentioned. Can bat if needed, but at the moment, he might... More than what Mitchell Stark has. Yeah. But I I think it's his time. He's been well-deserved. It was the same... Like another bloke that could be in the mention. I'm not too. He's not in the team at the moment. What someone that should have been probably was Chad Sayers. I don't know if he's even still in Australia at the moment. Nah, he had he done his dash. Yeah, so he got thrown to the wolves and the sandpa- the test after sandpaper gate. Ah, uh, another big one. Uh, Will Pekoski, fantastic first test by the way. We've got we didn't really touch on that, but fantastic first innings to get his maiden test fifty. Uh, didn't go on with it. Second innings not so good, obviously, but the. Second innings for us was in crash shot besides Marnus, Smith. Marnus, Smith, and Greeny. Yeah, and Greeny can hit him. That was good. Um, but with Will Pekoski, he went down today. Looks like a dislocated shoulder, right shoulder. He had an ice on it. He was going for scans. Uh, there hasn't been any word on that at the current time. Could can't take a break. So with what we saw with Warner, obviously he was running injured also. What do we do? We've we've sent Joe Burns back, so he's out of the bubble, so we can't bring him back in. Who do you think is opening at the Gabba for the Australian Test team? It'll be Harris Warner. You reckon Marcus Harris? Yeah, he'll get another chance because I think Travis Head's got to go fine. He's got to learn how to convert. Three's Labuschagne, four Smith, five's Wade on his last legs. I think like. I think the bull, the bull in a china shop approach is not really winning many fans over. He, he's Cameron sti- Green. He's still stuck Cameron in Green. He's st- he, like Matt Way's still stuck in twenty twenty mode with the hur- hurricanes in yeah. my in my head anyway. Yeah, Cam Green at six, Payne at seven, Cummins at eight, Nessa at nine, Lyon at ten, Hazelwood at eleven. Yeah, I'm and gonna- I'm just gonna add. Hazelwood Rock on the old Ridgeback is great. Yes. No, I, I've been enjoying it. Matty enjoy- Renshaw and the Big Bash Rock on the old Power Spot, uh, power spot Retro. I have been enjoying uh, a lot of retro bats and stickers essentially being put back on bats. I think um, Maxwell had the bubble, the Kookaburra bubble. I can't remember. Uh, he had the Beast. Ah, he had Beast. My apologies. Um, I might go the opposite way with you with, that, with my team. <sighs> Warner has to be fit. If that's the case, Warner and Wade are my openers. I'm going Marnus at three, Smith at four, Head at five. Now, we we don't agree with Head on a lot of things, but I still think Travis Head is still a number five test cricketer. So he's my five. I'll go Greeny at six. Bit of a more of a... He's going to have to bowl more in the Gabber, I think. I think so, yeah. He's going to have to... Take a fair share. He's going to at least bowl ten to fifteen overs yeah. each innings. Yeah, that's right. So the boys are getting to get tired, and we don't want um, any of these boys breaking down injuries going into the Test Championship. That we can't be knocked out of. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, seven is Payne, obviously a keeper. I think, and this is going to be controversial. I don't know how much longer Payne can last. I think Alex Carey is just knocking the door down in all formats. I think Payne's got. Another, I think he's got Ashes next year, maybe an Indian tour, but yeah, we'll see. Anyway, like this, I think he wants he wants to win the Ashes at home. I think everybody wants to win the Ashes at home. So uh, anyway, and then uh, what did I say? Payne at seven, Cummins at eight, Nessa at nine, Line at ten, Hazelwood at eleven. I just don't like like you mentioned. Patterson's out with ribs. Stark, he hasn't been himself for a long time, so I think it's it's definitely needs due for a spell. But I don't know. The Indians are going to have a much harder task in Brisbane, let alone the pitch. I think they're going to be down on numbers too. Like there's going to be a few new faces. I feel because, like you said, Asia Pant has his elbow. That's another thing. Like them pulling the top. Yes. Is an elbow injury, but if his elbow injury is so bad he can't keep, why was he allowed to bat? Exactly right. I because he's the weaker keep. He is the weaker keeper in the squad, but 
So they bring in the number one keeper, but that's India are very good at bending the rules, but as soon as someone else bends the rules to their advantage against them, they cry blue murder. Yeah, they were one of the big nations that didn't want DRS, so yeah, that's enough of that. Um, but yeah, Gabba Test, always a fun fun occasion. A bit different the last couple of years. It's been in January, never. In, it should be in November. It should be the first test in the Australian summer. I'll st- I'll st- stand by that take till the day I die. It just doesn't have the same feel. It's also going to have less of a feel with now fifty percent capacity after lockdown restrictions were lifted this morning. Um, so I had tickets. I now don't have tickets because we have to be reticketed out, and the Bucks party I was supposed to go to is now not coming. So. Is what it is, um, but always. Is the mo going? I think the mo will be going very, very soon. It's probably hold it off just a little bit. I might leave it for the light until the light end of the last test. Um, just grow a bit of um, facial hair into it, and then it kind of hides it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Like I enjoy going back to full stubble, not just a mustache and stubble, but. Uh, I might leave it until the end of the test series. It has been good. It's uh, It's been competitive, which is good. Obviously, a bit of controversy. The Indians not wanting to come to Brisbane was just an absolute crock of horseshit. Oh, they are scared of a bouncy wicket because they know this. They know dropping wicket, they can seal a result. Sydney spinning wicket can seal a result. Didn't want to play in Adelaide under lights because they're scared of a swinging ball. Like, you don't get to play in your favourable test conditions every time. And that's what India, as soon as you go to India, I bet you every wicket turns on the 11th over. Yeah. No, I think, so, I think, like, I think I've think i seen test matches where India has opened up with two spinners bowling. Yeah. They but, bowl, I think I can remember when they played three spinners. They played Kuldeep, Jadeja, and um, Ashwin. And then I think they played just two pace bowlers. Yeah. It's... That's the whole point of touring and trying to be the best team in the world. You've got to be good at all conditions, not just favorable conditions. Yeah. That's why Australia struggles in the subcontinent. It's completely different to tracks at the Wacker or the Perth Stadium, Brisbane, Melbourne. Like It's all different. That's the whole point. Yeah. But anyway, we could random about, We could go on about this for a very, very long time. I can shit on India all night long if we want. No, no, we've got we've literally just got back from holidays, mate. Let's not get cancelled straight up from all the Indian fans that may be on Twitter. But mate, I think that's enough cricket tour. Oh, we could quickly touch on the Big Bash too. There's been about 34, 35 games. Um, I know you're planning. On, I, I, I know you're planning to go on Thursday evening to go stalk down your favourite player of all time. Yes, yeah, so I've got tickets in um, row M, level one. Um, section 41 of Marvel Stadium and I will be there trying to get Sean Marsh to A, acknowledge me in the crowd B, take a photo with me or C, maybe even just get a little soundbite and say, hey, this is Sean Marsh, listen to the boys but <laughs> I will I will harass him, if not him, I am going to abuse Will Sutherland because that prick cost me some money during a, um, the Christmas it, that overweight game 16, 16 oh. away in the final over, he cost me a $300 multi. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I do remember that. That was one of the worst bo- last over bowling performances up there. Oh, with- just put it in the block hole. <laughs> uh, Don't bowl half trackers on a pitch that this, um, the straight boundaries at 62 metres. Yeah, but Big Bash, is, it hasn't been too bad. Um the new rules have sort of worked in areas. The powers. I don't think anyone's really used them. Well, the X Factor ones they've used in certain situations. Um, the power surge actually hasn't been too bad because initial thoughts were the power surge were going to be for the battings, the batting side essentially. However, it's come out on top with the bowling side more times than the batting. Uh, there's been more wickets. Mm. There's been more pressure. So it's see the like. Even though there's more fielders inside the circle, there's more runs, but there's also the opportunity of more wickets. So I don't mind it. It's not too bad of an inclusion. Um, the Brisbane Heat are sitting sixth. They've had their last results. So get this. Last results were uh, last ball lost last night to the Sixers. They had uh, very comfortable wins. I think they had three wins on the trot, and then they had a one ball loss again to the Ho- uh, Hurricanes. Like... Those two wins would have put us to top of the table. 
So we're in the mix, which is really good. Currently, the Sixers and the Thunder are at the top, which sucks because New South Wales just steal everything with cricket. Yeah. But Big Bash hasn't been too bad. Like, there's been some really competitive games, which is good. There's been some good international flair. Uh, old mate from the Caribbean who's playing for the... Nathan Holder. No, no, no. no. Oh, Daryl. Carl Spraithwaite. Yeah, Daryl. Daryl. Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. Yeah, with the big, they've all got the big chains. It's very, like, it's seven, it's seventies um, West Indians. They're in the magenta. Uh, uh, it's looking great. I'm, talk, like, I'm talking about old Splice Man for the Melbourne Stars, Andre Russell. Or no, Andre Fletcher. Not that's not him. Fletcher. I could care for him, really. He took some good screamers in Hobart the other day, which is, like, good for him. He hasn't been able to bat anything since he got here he's he's the inventor of the no look six by the sounds of it I've seen highlights it's just ridiculous he just swings the willow fuck anyone here no look six like, just close your eyes and swing it and hopefully it just gets off the edge I just can't get over that like in the highlights that I've seen he's literally looking down at the ground and swinging the ball and for some reason it connects purely and the ball just goes it's oh. it's bloody ridiculous but but enough cricket, mate. We've also got some other sports that have been happening. Uh, what do you reckon we touch on? Let's talk a bit of NFL and the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Let's talk it on. Hell, yes. Yeah. So, super wildcard weekend. Six games. I got up. I'm going to say I missed probably three quarters of action the whole weekend. Uh, I missed it due to walking the dog, which is fine. Uh Hell of a weekend. Not really many upsets. Like all the results sort of went the way I expected. Uh, probably the only real upset was probably the Rams getting up over the Seahawks. Was there anything that really surprised you or anything that stood out? No, it's the only one. I missed in the tip in. Oh, no, I missed the Browns. I tipped, I tipped the Browns. I tipped the Steelers to beat the Browns. So, I've, yeah, nothing real surprises there. Probably the Browns' absolute shit kicking the Steelers was my upset. Yeah, yeah that Browns was very unexpected. Browns having a lot of injured players, not winning the Steelers for a long time. I think the I think the biggest storyline from that game was the head coach Kevin Stefanski was out with COVID, so he was in his basement watching the game. He wasn't coaching. The they didn't have an coach was they, gone. They didn't have an offensive players. line. It was yeah, they incredible. Had the whole line was out. Yeah, it was. I think there was an interview after the game where Baker Mayfield said that he literally had met his O lineman in the locker room prior to the game, had met on Zooms during the week, but nothing else. So that in itself was incredible. The way they jumped out to a 28 0 lead in the first quarter was just incredible. First play, Maurice Ponce over uh, over hikes the ball or whatever whatever they call it. Goes over Ben's head, straight into the end zone. They score. And then it was just a relentless attack from Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, or as the Americans like to call them, Chunt. That was that was a bit un, bit unfortunate getting thrown around Twitter. Um, but, yeah, the Browns, first win in, I think it was 25 years? It was something, it was, I, think, I think the last win was when Belichick was the coach of the Browns before he went to the Patriots. Something incredible yeah, like that. A long time. Very long the, time. Another, and the Bills chug it along. Yeah, the wagons is continually to be circled, which is fantastic. They they blew the Colts out initially, but the Colts came back. Phil Rivers uh, played an incredible game. It just fell short. It was a bit sad. His the Hail Mary at the very end, it was about five yards too short, which is really sad to see. Uh, but yeah, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, they've just been unbelievable this year for the Bills. Um, they got a date next week. I think they've got the Ravens, who had a good win over the uh, Tennessee Titans, 20-13. to 13. That'll be a good old-fashioned shootout, that one will be. It's basically the battle. Like Even Josh Anna, like a good asset of his, like, everybody talks about his arm and the strength, and he's getting accurate. He's getting more accurate. The thing is, though, he's starting to move around with his feet, which is starting to be a lot more dangerous for defences. So... Mm. It's going to be an incredible matchup next week between them and the Ravens. Uh, other results, uh, what else happened? Oh, the Buccaneers got up over the Washington football team. Probably the biggest surprise, Washington hung it out. They they weren't expected to beat the Buccaneers with all the firepower that they have. Tom Brady, Gronk, AB, Mike Evans, Godwin. It I was incredible. Mike Jones, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> 
That's Mike Jones is definitely he's he's Mike Jones is definitely not on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Jones. Uh, no, Jesus. No. Um But yeah, Washington were fantastic. No Alex Smith, who should easily get the comeback player of the year. It could t- potentially be the end of his career also, um, with a calf injury of that injured leg. Uh they had uh Henneke in, made it inc- he was good all game. Uh, he was just making plays. That was an incredible play, um, and the fact that Chase Young, who was their sec- who was their first choice in the draft last year behind Joe Burrow, he was there. So you have to think now, like with Washington, they're the team on the up. They're they're on the upswing easily. They've had a very positive year, winning the NFC Beast. Seven and nine isn't something to like really be proud of, but in the division that it was, like they got out of it, considering that the Giants needed to win also. So, they're the team on the up. They played very well. Tampa Bay were always going to win, but not. I didn't think they were going to get. They were going to win in such a close fashion. So, and we'll talk, we'll touch on it too. The Seahawks. Uh, funny thing oh. I listened to today: Russell Wilson hasn't been good in the last couple of years of the postseason. Everybody expects him to be the best. Yes, he hasn't won. He's only thrown eight TDs or something, or five. Yeah, it's a really low number. There hasn't been a there hasn't been a playoff win. I'm pretty sure for a long, long time. They've always been one and done the last couple of seasons. So, you still want him as your quarterback, 100. percent It's just getting to that postseason where it's just not coming together. LA played a very strange game. Uh, their starting QB got done straight away from Jamal Adams and his shoulder straight to the neck, so he got carted off straight to the ambulance. Uh, Jared Goff had just come back from thumb surgery about 10 or 11 days ago. Hmm. Couldn't grip the ball properly. And it makes you wonder how he's going to go in Lambeau this weekend against Green Bay. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be less than 25 degrees Fahrenheit. We say Fahrenheit because that's not a correct temperature. How's Fahrenheit work? It's like times about two. Uh, I don't know. Sort of like how kilograms and pounds, like I I don't, I don't understand it. It's weird. It's just going to be very cold. Yeah. Just use that. Very cold. It's going to be snowing. Hopefully I would enjoy a snow game during the playoffs. Final game that we haven't touched on. The reason I've left it to last is it was the Nickelodeon game. Yeah, I've heard this. I've seen screenbots like SpongeBob popping up, young Sheldon explaining stuff, and just like, and I think um, Barstool Sports hijacked the supposed MVP by getting the tr- <laughs> thing saying hashtag Mitch for MVP and MVP. Yeah. MVP for the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. Now, I didn't have the feed. It was a, You couldn't get it in Australia. You couldn't get it on Nickelodeon Australia. You couldn't get it on Amazon Prime. You couldn't get it on the Channel 7. I did go on to a website to get a, a stream. It was incredible. Touchdowns and then the graphic of just slime machines just going off was fantastic. Uh, but you're, you're right, um... The, the guys from part of my tag, they got the whole company involved. Uh, and, and funny thing I found out, apparently with that award, it was supposed to go to a player and, it, and Nickelodeon really, really wanted it to be from the winning side. They would have slimed whoever got it from the winning side. They weren't obviously going to slime a poor bloke that had just lost and potentially is not going to play for that team anymore with Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> it's just incredible. He won, by 40, he won with 49% for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that result that was it was tough to watch um, the Saints Saints beat the Bears there's 21-9 at the end it was 21-3 up until the last second where Jimmy Graham took a great catch thoughts and prayers to the punters that had 11 and a half they, they, they scored the touchdown and new rule in the NFL apparently if if you score in the last possession and it has no impact on the results of the game, they can call it, and which they did. What that did, though, was really kill a lot of spread better. <laughs> oh, there was a lot of angry people on Twitter. Like, yeah, oh. oh, man, it was in- it was incredible. But Super Wildcard weekend, it was good. Uh, six games seemed to work. Obviously, each year it's usually four each round up until 
uh, the champion, the conference championships into the Super Bowl, but I didn't mind it. Three games back to back, like it filled in my day, and then led into having multiple screens going with the cricket for the final two days. It was good though, very very enjoyable. I didn't get to see much of it just with traveling around and being on holidays, but I got when I got to see stuff. Probably was stood out was the Brown Browns game. Um, what else? That's about it. Oh, that's all our real highlights I got to see. But I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to um, seeing some games this weekend, especially the um, Bucks versus Saints game. Can Tom Brady lose to a team three times in one year? That'd be interesting. We'll go into that right now. So, uh, Saturday in America, Sunday for Australia. We've got the two games, one NFC, one AFC, same for Sunday or the Monday for us. You've got the Rams Packers leading it off on the Sunday, uh, 7.35 our time. Uh, over-unders 45.5 with the Packers favorites by 6.5 points. I'd go the under there. The under I reckon so, uh, they're, they're, like, they've literally said it's sunny and 25 degrees Fahrenheit. That's Packers. It's gonna it's gonna be Packers. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, they've just been an unstoppable machine all year. And the Rams defense is very good, so you do have the issue of Aaron Donald potentially being out though, the Rams number one player. Um defensive play could potentially be an MVP if it wasn't so offensive driven. Uh they've got Jalen Ramsey too, but I don't know. I think the Packers got a different sense about him this year, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna probably go I'm going to go Packers and the under for my bet in for that week. Yeah, yeah I, I think yeah. I'd go. I, I might go the over, actually. I can see the Packers running the score there somehow. I don't know. Uh, then the 11-15 game is between the second seed Bills and the number five Ravens. Over is 50 points exactly with the Bills favored by a point and a half. It's going to be snowing and 32 degrees Fahrenheit Bills. at Buffalo. I've got Bills. It, they're just, I think, they've got their offensive weapons. Defense has turned up at the right time of year. Yeah, I Ravens are just like they, they've they've started to find their stride. Though that's the that's the problem. They're the, they're going to be a difficult team, especially if they beat the Bills and then they go up against either the Browns or the Chiefs. I don't think the I don't think the Chiefs will lose. You know, I mean, I reckon they're the Super Bowl champions, but we'll see. Um, but I'll go Bills. I reckon the over. I can see a lot of points being scored in this game. Oh, Fifty points. No, I want to go the under. Champion, go the, cha- championships, the under. championships, championships is under under days. Yeah, and we lead into our Monday or the Sunday games in uh, America. You the the first game a little bit earlier at six oh five. My time, probably seven oh five. Your time. You got the uh, the AFC champion Chiefs going up against the Browns. Uh, over is fifty six points with the Chiefs favored by ten points. It's going to be raining in thirty six. Yeah. Oh. Fifty. Uh, I can see a lot of points being scored in this game. I can see a lot of points, but like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a bit of the upset. I'm gonna go Browns. Oh no, I'm gonna go the Chiefs in the over here. <laughs> Oh, you, you got to stick. No, I, st- I had a look. I, I thought about it. I was like, nah. Like, <laughs> you, yeah, you could probably maybe get one game out of pure blind luck without having that. But they're not going to have the same O-line back. Savancy's not going to be back this week. Limited practices know. again. It's very... Very stop star. Yeah, I get that. I'm going to go the Chiefs. I'm going to give them the 10 points. I reckon it's going to be over 56 points. I can see... I can see the Chiefs making 28 to 35 of those points. Easy. I'd probably go the Browns and uh, the plus whatever they have. Plus 10, yeah. Yeah, I'd go Browns plus 10 and over. Plus 10 and over. Is that, I see you're changing your bet. Yeah. No, it's still, right. still the Chiefs winning, but the Browns at plus t- keeping it tight. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, last game of the round, you mentioned it before, uh, Bucks versus the Saints, 9.40 my time, 10.40 down south. Over under is 52 points with the Saints favoured by only a field goal, three points. Like you mentioned, could this be the first time that Tom Brady has lost to a team three times in a season? Hasn't been done before. He's done a lot, but he hasn't done this. So I think the Bucks get him. Yeah, I think the Bucks get him. I, I, don't, I think the Saints... 
uh, what, what would you say? Like, they're just, they've limped their way through into the finals. They haven't really. It's been a strange year for the Saints. Like, like up until last week, Michael Thomas, their number one receiver, had not had a touchdown. His last touchdown was back in in I think it was December 2019 he'd gone over close to he'd gone over a year without scoring a TD which is bonkers for a bloke like Mike Evans uh, not Mike Evans Michael Thomas um, Drew Brees is still still Drew Brees I guess but I don't know man like they've got Kamara who's an absolute juggernaut but there's not much else that's going for the Saints, I don't think. I think the Bucks have got too many weapons. They're starting to click. Um, Brady won't want to lose again. And Brady will have a good, decent chip on his shoulder to win a title with an NFC team. Yeah. And then to set up like the dream match of him and Aaron Rodgers in a shootout. Hell yeah. And that, that would be incredible if that was the what and- was going to happen. But I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give. No, I'm just gonna get my NFL. I've I've got a. I've got the. I've got a NFL pick. I'm not a bit off sidetrack. I was doing it while we we're doing this. I've gone the Bills Bucks um, Super Bowl. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm not gonna give you that. I'm gonna, I'm still going the Chiefs. No one's gonna beat the Chiefs. They're just just a wagon. Technically, uh, mate, I'll give the Bucks the points, three points. I think I'll go. The, uh, I don't know about the over. I love yeah, the over. The Bucks and the under here. Yeah, I, I, reckon the, I reckon Bucks in the under. This is a T. Both Brady and Breeze play a very similar style of death by a thousand cuts. It won't be just points, points, points. No, no, I, I, I can see that definitely. Whoever um, controls the clock wins the game, this one. Yeah. No, that that's I can I can deal with that. Perfect, uh, mate. Last uh, but not least, the college football season has wrapped up uh, today. College football championship down in Miami, Alabama versus Ohio State, one v three. Like I mentioned off mic, it was either going to go two ways, blowout or close game. <laughs> Usually, the only way they go, um, but Alabama way too strong today. It was fifty two to forty uh, twenty four. Yeah, 52-24, sorry. Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, only played one half. He injured his finger the second half, so he didn't come back out. 12 receptions off 15 targets, 215 yards for three TDs. Probably the most dominant display from a wide receiver in history. Uh, Absolute freak. Like, he, he is a skinny lad too. Like, he is speedy, but you just wonder... How like being a Heisman Trophy winner and being who he is wide receiver wise, and if he gets picked up quite early on in the draft, whether he's going to be that changing factor for a franchise, I don't know. But college football, we were saying before, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like it's usually the same four teams every year. Once in a while, you get like the big from nowhere LSU last year. It's just. Like, it is whoever's got the biggest um, number of boosters with the bit deepest pockets usually has the best team. Yeah. It's you, well, they, they put a graphic up over the last 10 years, and Alabama's won six of the last 10. So I think the other teams, the other schools that have won is LSU won it last year, which I still consider one of the best college teams of all time. Um, you have Clemson who's been up there. Florida State's been up there. And Auburn, I think the Auburn, that was the Cam Newton Auburn. That was just sort of an absolute wagon that year in 2011, I think it was. But yeah, college football's done. Football's winding down in America. We talk about another football though, mate. EPL hasn't been on, but we've had FA Cup. Your boys trounced a youth side. Right. Do you feel good about that? I feel good about any W, really. <laughs> Where's so, that? We haven't Go had on. much to we haven't had much to really cheer about in thirty years. So whenever we win, we win, and I hope we win some more trophies. Oh Christ! You won the Premier League, mate. Be happy, Aston Villa. I think it was Gallon of Aston Villa's youth coming out. I, I found it hilarious that some of their players were getting dropped off by their parents to play. I like one of the most um, oh, not best moments was Louis Barry scored his first goal on debut. 
for Aston and Villa. Aston Villa and he's yeah. traded shirts with Fabiano. And one of the uh, Aston Villa staff members ran after him and said, hey, mate, this is your debut. You might want to get your jersey back. So he chased yeah. Fabiano down the tunnel to get it back. And Fabiano in all class also gave him his jersey at the same time. Oh, what a nice bloke. Right. <laughs> We we had a we had a bit of, we had a bit <laughs> we had a bit of a different situation. We played a, an eighth tier team at their home ground. You probably broke uh, that. Uh, capacity, I think, was about three thousand. They weren't having any uh, fans, but a feel good story out of this game. Uh, they had virtual seats, and I'm pretty sure thirty thousand Spurs fans bought those seats. So instead of selling three grand worth of tickets, they sell thirty thousand worth, which is a good feel good story. There was a picture of a bloke on his patio that took a picture saying, oh, just a casual Sunday evening on me patio, I'm watching Gareth Bale run around. You ran. Oh, you, that is bullshit, the team you ran out. You run out, Ben Davis, international. Toby Alderwood, international. Dali Ali, international. Lucas Mora, international. It's not exactly like you threw out a fucking half half squad. You what are you getting, why are you getting up me? You still had your front three for Liverpool. Calm no, down. No, 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 no. No, don't. I saw, thought, oh, I saw yeah, all three of them 20, on the under pitch. Under 23s is still... <sighs> under 23 Premier League's better than eight. <laughs> Marine, they don't even have a logo. <laughs> to be honest, I had a pretty good setup. I think um, Liverpool gave their videotape on when they played Spurs. So, so Liverpool gave them the tape and Everton let them play on their training pitch to get them ready for the match, which I think is class. I think yeah. that's great. That's great yeah. going from the top clubs yeah. uh, to help out. And like 30,000 tickets, like I don't know if a lot of people realise in Australia about the FA Cup, but these smaller clubs get, if they get a home game with a big club such as Spurs or that's Liverpool or whatever, Oh, it sets them up for a long, long time and it gets them going. It's incredible. That's what the promise was with the FFA Cup in Australia. And that's horseshit. You were promised, I think there was a pro- thing was like by the third round, um, A-League teams are coming. Only teams who play A-League teams now are either Brisbane Strikers or your Victorian Premier League teams. Yeah, that's exactly any, right. Like real magical runs because. They just I think I think there's there's been a couple of cases where a few like lower lower teams have got down to uh to the semi final, but that's it. Then they get to an A League side and they get yeah, absolutely they're, they're, roasted. They're, they're still Victorian Premier League. That's like is professional. It's yeah, it's, it's 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 semi semi professional league down there in Melbourne. Yeah, most of them don't actually work a full time job. They get nearly like that's, and that's, and that's the, a game. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. Like, like semi-professionally-wise, that's pretty good. good. But for the uh, problem, like that, Australian football was going to set it up as, I hope, it was never going to happen. No, no. Like, you you think of, like, you think of us, like, I am from Central Queensland, but my favourite team is the Brisbane Broncos. While living in the UK, I lived in a place called Rochdale, lived above the pub. Rochdale follows Rochdale, that was the thing. It was their team, third tier, second tier, just on below championship. Passionate as shit, but you're not going to get that in Australia, especially with soccer or the football here in Australia, because there's not that no kind cares. of level of prof- yeah. Well, there's no that not that level of professionalism at the lower level. Yeah, it's like, like watching, pa- watching the A leagues, like watching the paint dry. <laughs> Any A-League players that want to come on and chat to us, please come on. <laughs> Good luck to us. Uh, other news, mate. We've got some more American sport coming back. Hockey starts Thursday. Uh, I'm somewhat excited about this. I enjoy me hockey. So uh, reduced season, I think it's down to 56 games, uh, down from the 82 they usually play. Uh Different division alignment this year too. I think all seven Canadian teams in a bubble. That's going to be electric. I think you were saying it was like ten, ten times the Battle of Alberta's on. Oh, that's that's going to be great to watch. Yeah. If anyone, anybody ha- anyone doesn't know about it, it's two teams. It's basically, pure hatred. It's state of origin. Queensland, 
but this is going to happen 10 times. And last year, the holy grail of hockey fights happened. Both yeah. attendees dropped, the, dropped, the, dropped their sticks and met halfway in the ice and, and threw down. Yeah, if anybody wants, like, go onto YouTube and look up the Battle of Alberta. Some of the highlights are just incredibly funny. And just it's in, it's an incredible battle. Um, there's also the Leafs, your team. They got, they got the Habs a couple of times too. Yeah, got them 10 times. That's pretty much it. If, <laughs> if the Leafs don't come out of the Northern Division number one, fuck it. They're just useless. This is this this is set up this year for them to have an easy cakewalk into a possible um, Stanley Cup semi-final. Good luck to them, I say. Like I still, they then they've got to they've got to win. That's the that's the thing. Right. They've got to get it past that first round, dude. Uh, my Kings, we've got a fantastic young talent. He was in the World Juniors just before, but I'm not expecting much out of the Kings this year. Oh. So. Is what it is. Um, other than that, mate, NBA is tracking and chucking along. Like they got, they started off over Christmas. LeBron's being LeBron. There hasn't been too much to, like big storylines out of the league, except for Kyrie sitting due to personal reasons. That's about it. Yeah. Um, they don't know if it's COVID related or if it's family related. He's just not uh, sitting out. Nets aren't could. winning either. Nets aren't winning. Kevin Durant is playing well, but I can definitely see heads being butted down the line if this shit keeps oh, okay. going. Um, the Knicks somehow winning um, just a tick under 500. Tibbs, man. Tom Thibodeau, that's your boy. I started to Obi Toppin yet. Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. I don't know what he, what's going on there. I haven't watched too many Knicks highlights, unfortunately, but they've still got RJ Barrett and he's an absolute monster. Yeah. And then you've got um, Julius Randle. Man, like the Knicks are a fun side to watch. Uh, Lamelo's playing well. First rookie to get a double double. I th- oh no, triple double. Sorry, got yeah. that the other day for Charlotte. Uh, Tab's already paid out as him being the rookie of the year. Fair call. Fair call. Fair, it could be a fair call. Who knows? Andrew White, uh, J- James Wiseman. Is that the one who plays? J- James? James. James. Oh. Not, we're still stuck on James. I know. We miss James. Um, but yeah, the NBA is chugging along. Everything's happening. There's a few moments in the NRL, but we won't talk footy until footy comes about. Mate, we might wrap it up for the first show back. What do you think? Yeah, and um, if people thought that they were sick of Sean Marsh facts, well, got some new ones. It's another year of Sean facts. This one is um, little known fact. Sean Marsh's favorite drink to throw down with the girls is a Cosmo because he's a He's a big Samantha himself, a big Samantha fan of Sex in the City. But you did not just make that up. No, no that's true. <laughs> well, I know you were trying to go to the game, but in the space of last night's recording and this night, uh, tonight's recording, sorry, you've, that's been moved, so you're oh, no longer well, trying to get in touch. <laughs> so next, next, Sunday, next Sunday, might as well go try again. If I will, be, I will get on to him. If, if all else fails, next Tuesday night, at Marvel Stadium, I'll go heckle Mitch, Mitch Marsh. I might even Just call him Shiraz. Oh, please. Oh, uh, no. Actually, yeah, maybe. Um, go with the whiteboard. Do what that Kiwi bloke did. That was funny. Really, really funny chirping the Aussies from across the ditch during the test series over there. Naxi, can go in with a um, bag the size of an A4 piece of paper? See, this is why I'll argue for regional grounds to always be in the mix with anything. Like the old Bell Reeve. Oh well, actually, you could go to the if they should be. There should be a test match at the at Hobart because you can sit on the hill and sink tins. You'd probably be able to take in a bloody whiteboard too to write some funny messages oh, too. It'd, it'd be cold. I'd be it would there. be. But I'd it have is, a look at it. Yeah, many, why not? There's not many tests there anymore. Yeah, do a road trip down to get take the spirit of Tasmania, mate. Take the car across. Oh no! Nah, nah. <laughs> why? I don't know if anyone would like to be stuck on a um, boat with me for um, two days. Is it two days? I think it is. I'll check now. I'll do a bit of research. You string this along. I'll I'll feel feel, feel a buster while you're looking. (laughs) Um, Anyway, guys, we're going to finish up now. Um, Thanks again. Obviously, Happy New Year to everybody that has been listening since last year. Subscribe. Apple. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, we should be there. Uh, No, no, no. We're not doing 
no, we're not get when I haven't got to that stage of our careers just yet to set up an OnlyFans to talk shit and get paid for it. That that's the dream. I'll just throw um, that Spiritus Tasmania takes nine to eleven hours. Nine to eleven hours. That's a lot better than two fucking days. Well, still a long time. <sighs> I still feel like two days on a shit would suck. Um but yeah, go and subscribe. Uh, we'll be back every Wednesday morning for your listening needs, for your commute. Um, try a few things this year, hopefully. A few things in the works. We're hopefully a bit more active on the socials. We've been told to do so. <laughs> but um, other than that, Coomzy, anything else? Anything else you want to plug? No, nah, I'm just like, looking forward to another year. If you guys got any, um, anyone we want to try to get in to- touch and try to have it, professional interview with which will be kind of interesting feel free to get in touch with us but yeah just um any feedbacks good feedback really that's it make sure if you do listen make sure to leave a review five stars one star who cares we still like to hear from people it'd be fantastic to do so uh i think that will call it thanks very much again mate uh thanks everyone for listening we'll catch you next week all right see you next week guys